welcome to the first of our Glasgow Film Festival podcasts. And rightly enough, we are talking to the co-directors of the festival, Alison Gardner and Alan Hunter. Hello both. Hello. Hello. And um, first of all, I'd like you to tell us a bit about the role of being a director of a film festival. The glamour look rules at, no the end. Glamour, look at each other saying, oh, I think you'd be best to handle this. <laughs> um, well, basic, the basic thing is, is compiling the programme, um, seeing as many films as possible, um, devising particular strands in a year, um, you know, getting the balance right between um, films that people might have heard of and films that will be a little bit of a discovery for them, um, trying to cajole some guests to come, I mean, just putting all those elements together. I mean, I, I tend to be more watching films, right. which is just a terrible burden. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's so exhausting, kind of thing. Whereas Alison is everything. She's global and strategic. I tend to work with the festival manager on the budget, right. the marketing, and work with the UK distributors more because I have the relationship with them around because I program GFT all year round yes, yes. Um, with my colleague Paul. And so I tend to concentrate on, on different things, but we seem to work very well as a team. We're very good at splitting things up. And then when we're at various festivals, Toronto or Cannes, we see a whole bunch of different things and we bring that together and say, oh, did you see such and such? Don't you think that would be a great fit for the festival? And then we try and get it. So this is the 16th yes. festival. Yes, it is. Sorry. And um, uh, you've both been working on a few of those. And so how has it developed? Because it's grown in terms of size. But how, how have you managed to do that? I think that one of the things is that the audience are extremely loyal. Mm -hmm. um, we have about 50% of our audience are from Glasgow and the environs, and the other 50% are from the rest of the UK, Scotland, right. and international. Because what's unique about Glasgow Film Festival for me, and, and I hear this from the audience, is they can't go to Cannes, they can't go to Toronto, they tend to be audience, they tend to be not so audience based, for example, they have marketplaces, it's right. all about the market screenings, but they can come to Glasgow because all our screenings, for example, we have press in the, the regular screenings, we don't hold a whole separate other yeah. event there. We have an industry focus, which is three days around, and this year five days around the industry, but people can come here and participate they get to meet up close and personal with the, the talent. They really like the talent. And our audiences ask great questions of yeah. the talent. So they're very, very, very cinephilic, our audience. They're very, very good. Because it is a participatory festival. You know, I've been to many over the years, and there's often you've got a Q&A aspect of it or someone, you know, giving the talk. And that seems to be really important. Yeah, and, and also I think it was, um, was it open night last year or the night before, um, one of the producers that was here was saying that um, you know, you're at the after film party and it was basically the audience go from the film to the after. And he said, oh, sort of like real people are coming up, <laughs> coming up to me and telling me that they like the film or um, asking questions about it. And he said, that doesn't really happen in my world because you're in a VIP area or it's you and other filmmakers that you talk to because it's your peers. And it's like, wow, I, I can interact with the public. And yeah. that, that seemed a weird thing to him or an unusual thing to him. Whereas that's just kind of normal for us that, you know, if you've got a filmmaker coming, then you expect them to 
be accessible to an audience. And it must be nice for them to hear from people that have just watched the, the film and to pay, get that kind of initial feedback. And paid their money. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Because that's a really Paying valuable, that's a really valuable asset to filmmakers, directors, producers, is to hear back why people paid their money and have gone to see their film. Because in this year's festival, there's 109 UK premieres. Mm-hmm. There's seven world premieres. Wow. That's a big mm-hmm. jump for us. Yeah. And I think that... that we're really coming into our own as a festival festival. People really want to launch their films here now. That's something right. we've worked on over the years. Uh, people think it's a great launching ground. Sundance, Berlin, Glasgow. That's, That's really, really becoming a thing, whereas before it wasn't as easy for us to get the films we wanted. But now people are coming to us, and it's about the profile we give the films. It's about the audience they meet and it's about the curation that we give. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been a lot easier. But 109 UK premieres, seven world premieres, three European premieres, that speaks highly of what the programme is. And there's 50 films in this programme that have no premiere status. So they're part of the retrospective or the pop-up stuff. So if you think about that, then you can see that we're really punching above our weight in terms of premier international festivals. And how does that compare from when you both began at the festival? It was a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, you knew the audience individually. Yes. <laughs> we still do, because one yeah, of the things the audience do, we have, um, we have our sort of really loyal um, people who now take holidays the whole yeah. 12 days and come and enjoy the Book festival. 30, 40 tickets. Yeah, whatever. and that's really nice to see. It's really heartwarming because they're taking a chance on what we've curated as a team. And, um, they, know, and they know where you are. So yeah. I mean, like, you, they can't really <laughs> escape their judgment, good or bad. Yes, but we that's often, grown as well because, yeah. you know, at the beginning people were like, oh, I had a really good time. Next year I'm going to take three days off and just yeah. come and see some films. Next year I'm going to take a week off and come and see some films. Um... And I guess early on, there was no expectation of what the programme might be. And now, you know, like from quite early on, people are sort of saying, oh, I can't wait to see what's at the festival this year. Um, oh, when does the programme come out? And oh, I've set my holidays. And you're like, so no pressure there at all now. <laughs> um, but that's good. I mean, that's, it's kind of a word of mouth thing that it's grown in that way. And also it's a good thing for distributors because there are films that have been here that have then subsequently got UK distribution because they've seen the potential of it here. And you can now say to distributors, again, because Alison's got all these connections year round, of sort of saying, look, there's a film in the festival, I think it would really work for you, you know, at least take a look at it or see what you think of it. And so you're trying to get those connections going yeah. to film. And we've changed the dynamics. So this year well. we've started inviting distributors up right. as our guests because they will pick up films, so they'll participate in the industry focus and then they'll also look at watch the films with an audience. Yeah. And then they'll get to see how an audience is reacting, and that's really great intel for a distributor. Because if you're watching films seeing a bubble like can, mm-hmm. it's quite odd because yeah, there's a festival mentality because there's things like at Sundance suddenly there's a bidding war for a film that you know sells for ten million dollars yeah. for UK or US distribution, um, and then you know months trickle by and it's not in that kind of fever pitch thing, and the film comes out and people are like, yeah, it's okay, yeah, you know, I mean, get, and it takes yeah two million and everyone's going, why was why were people so caught up in you know bidding against each other and spending a fortune for this film. And there is that, maybe Sundance as well, you're at quite high altitude, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, We've never been. I've been. Oh, have you been? Yeah. I've never been. I've been. 
It's so too close to our festival. <laughs> Three times. I think your point, Alison, that people are, are buying their tickets to come and see it as well. So you will get a really... Um, it's a it's a cinema experience as as it would be at any other time of the year. You know, lots of places if they're going to, they might give tickets away, and you know, that, which I think would skew audience feedback. So I think that's an an important point. And it also sounds as though it's grown not organically, but it's grown but, staggered. You know, yes, you've not organically, organically is a good word for us. Yeah. It has grown organically because what we do is we take steps, we interrogate things every year. The ethos has always remained the same. Mm-hmm. It's about the audience. It's really important that the audience have a good time. And uh, both and Alan a- and myself and Chris and Ian, who are part of the programming yeah. team, we all introduce the films that we're passionate about. We give a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. you know. So we're, we're trying to enthuse that audience with our enthusiasm for this particular film. And, you know, not and every film will work. Sure. But we're also we're, we're showing things that at least one person passionately believes in yes so it's not like okay we need to show five British films so we better just tick some some. boxes and get some numbers it's it's people it's Alison saying oh I've seen this film that's really really amazing we fight for films (laughs) Alison hates it I love it no we can't possibly show that Um, (laughs) and other people within the team are sort of saying oh I've seen this this horror film and it just blew me away and you know I might be like horror's not really my bag Mm -hmm. but if you're this persistent and this enthusiastic about it then it's clearly got something and we should show that so I think there's there's you know there's a reason really for every film that's in the programme because it's got somebody's passion and enthusiasm championing behind it so having a small team like that really is the basis of it because it, it stops it going out of balance you've got a nice balance yeah. of everyone's taste and with people having different because I mean you and I have got very different, very different, different tastes in what we like I mean sometimes we yes. see things and say oh yeah that was amazing and we agree on it but you know um, you're quite a horror fan yep. I'm not really a horror fan I quite like long slow miserable European films <laughs> um, and I was not really probably not really back. so but I think that works as well like within the team people have got really quite different tastes yeah. and that's somehow all and you'll find that even together. the audience I mean obviously our audiences are not backwards and coming forwards sure. because they're Glaswegian yes. and they'll say to me oh Alison that was a terrible film I really didn't enjoy that and I'll say Alan chose that one always the cop and I say I told him not to put it in but there's no stopping him there's no stopping him so the feedback from audience is really important and we take feedback really seriously yeah. um, uh, and you know it's, it's, it's great from social media for example and things like that most people are I'd say 99.9% of people are positive even if they haven't liked something they can see the value of it or they can see why we've chosen it there's always the odd comment that sometimes you have to put those odd comments yes. to the side like people complain because we've scheduled a film that was on a day they were doing something else like, <laughs> I'm not really sure how I would manage that yeah. with 42,000 people yeah. coming is quite or, difficult or it's sold out oh yeah we get that it's I needed a ticket for that film and it's so I mean how did I mean, this happen how did that happen yeah how did oh, that happen <laughs> um, we'll talk a little bit about the strands in a minute but how do you get that balance because there's a there's an international aspect to it, as you said, but there's also very much uh, looking at the, the local cinema and uh, local filmmakers as well. How does that, how do you manage to balance I, that? We, for me, I start with the audience, for example, around the, lo- the local community. So, for example, the retrospective is free every year. Mm-hmm. And that is really important. And we made it free because we wanted to give something back. 
GFT and the, runs the festivals are not for profit making educational charity and I think it's our civil duty to engage people from all different backgrounds, a huge diversity of audiences within for the festival. But festivals are sometimes perceived as elitist mm-hmm. um, things and yeah. we and wanted expensive to, and not for me and not, all those we wanted to problems. avoid that. So every day we have two free things and that hopefully encourages people to participate in the festival. And then maybe they can buy a ticket for a third thing because you know there are a lot of low and low income people and I'm really passionate about getting those people in through the doors. Yeah. And it's broadened the audience as Definitely. well. Because the, the retro you know, ten thirty in the morning and you could see it was targeting a particular kind of audience that we Cinephiles, movie buffs, or of a generation that had seen the films first time round. Yeah, sure, sure. Day. And I mean, you start doing three different kinds of retrospectives, and you go in every morning and you think, "There's young people here. <laughs> Heavens, there's a whole range of people here that um, you know, ooh, I haven't seen those kind of people coming out to retro films. So yeah, it does." And does, has the audience changed in that way? I mean, you're, we, you have, you, we you, have got younger, yeah, and that has also had a knock-on effect to the Glasgow Film Theatre audiences as well, yeah. which is great yeah. because we want more young people to come and see you know, Stalker, the Tarkovsky, and all those other films that we show we, that are part of the, this year's part of the retrospect. We want people to see these films in a cinema because it's your your cinema history, yeah. And um, so we want people to to a whole bunch of young people to come, and we have a fifteen to twenty five card which ensures you get tickets for six pence fifty for the festival, which is pretty good because yeah. that's like two cups of tea in a bun and stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not even the bun. Yeah. I was going to say no, maybe it's <laughs> two cups, two cups of tea. tea. Um, so six fifty, if you, and and fifteen to twenty five is not aimed at students; it's aimed at everybody within that age group yeah. because there's people who are still at school, there's people who have um, apprenticeships, one apprenticeships, people who have lower no income. So that there's no restrictions. The only restriction is your age. Yeah. And it's a free card to apply for, and then you get those cheap tickets. Oh, you're in a GFT, but and in the festival, we have to make it accessible. Yes, absolutely. So um, I mentioned that there are different strands. There are many, many strands there. I was looking yes. at the for this year. Um, so how do you decide on the strands? There are some which I recognise have been running for years. Yes. Um, and then I think there are some. Do you when you choose your films? Do you say how? Where does that we're sit? Back in our organic evolution. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, every year there's you kind of start out that there will be a country focus mm-hmm. of some kind on the cinema of a particular area. Um, so that's decided quite early from just like an individual country yeah <laughs> um, and quite often it's like you know the last couple of, like the 2021 is, is Iceland mm-hmm. and you kind of thought we've shown a few Icelandic films over the last few years Women at War The Men and Horses and you think they've always done really well mm-hmm. like sold out um, so there's something there and then you think well is there a whole lot more going on in Icelandic cinema enough that we mm-hmm. get enough films to, to do a strand and so that's how you know the country focus sort of comes about and there's a retro every year which is in the morning and we decide that quite early on because again you're you're hunting down prints and particular films of course, that might be yeah. hard to source um, <clears throat> and then um, I mean, other strands kind of come and go because it's slightly, okay, we've done that for a few years and that seems to be waning interest in that, so maybe we should move on and do something else. Um, Fright Fest is every year. Fright Fest is, is kind of guaranteed. And then there's a couple of strands yeah. that always do really well that we punch way above our weight. Stranger Than Fiction, for yeah, example, the documentaries. the documentaries are really strong and documentaries have really grown over the last 10 years Absolutely. in terms of cinematic... I mean, some of our top 10 films at GFT are documentaries. Right. 
the Diego Maradona film, yeah. for example, Marianne and Leonard, they're in our top ten films of the year because people really yeah. are, are driven and the, by the that. The year we close with Les Passerans, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, your big closing gala is a documentary, which is, again, it's quite unusual at a festival, yes. but it comes down to this film is so good and had such an emotional connection for audiences that, well, why wouldn't you have a documentary as the closing film if it's one of the best films of the festival? And, of course, it went on to... It's still having a life. Yes. Yeah. Um, turning up in lots of places. I mean, at first, when I'm programming things of Alan's, which always guides me, because Alan's like my muse, he always <laughs> says that we... Program, oh, you silver-tongued <laughs> He always says we programme without prejudice. Yes. So we try not to... We try to be open in terms of what, we, what we're looking for, what we think. We don't have set rules, for example. I know that lots of festivals can only take things of UK premieres. We we don't have that rule. We have a lot of UK premieres this year because lots of things we've loved haven't been in this country, but we try not to be prescriptive in that yeah. way. We're prescriptive a little bit about the opening and closing because they should really be UK premieres, but that's around generating press and interest for those particular films. And it's a, it's almost you know, it almost sounds simple. Um, and sensible but it's basically do you like this film? yeah it's really good did you like it? yeah I really liked it oh I'll have that one then right. you know, I mean it's as simple as that on some levels um, um, has it been somewhere else? well yeah it probably it has but that's okay yeah you know I still want to show it because it's a good I think film. audiences in Glasgow will warm to it so and yeah. most of the audiences that would come to see that in, uh, at Glasgow Film Festival wouldn't have seen it at London Film Festival sure, anyway because it's so expensive to go well, it's a get to London and films, stay yeah um People don't go, oh, well, this was at Leeds, I'm not going to go and see that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, whereas with theatre or something like that, it's, oh, it's too in the country, I must go and see it when it comes to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. So it's a slightly weird yeah. kind of mentality, which I think only really exists amongst festivals and festival programmers yes. and the public. Don't just want to see a good film and don't yeah, yeah. where it's been really. So um, some of the, the, the regular strands... Um, I'll do mention a few like certainly you mentioned Fight Fest and that's when I know that people book off days and go for every single day oh, yes. and want their particular seat as well <laughs> oh really yeah. oh yes I want to be in D12 because yes. yeah, that's the one yeah, I love people do wow yeah. it seems to me that something about horror movies that makes people really it's, it's a community, it's a, it's a, yeah. it is. and it's, it's changed actually because actually there's a lot more women I've noticed over the years mm-hmm. coming to Fright Fest, and there's a lot more films that in this year's Fright Fest that are directed by women. Oh, so there's a whole shift in that dynamic, I think. Um, so that's really interesting. And one of my favourite songs is always Sound and Vision. You know, which really allows you to, to go where you like in terms of music and... We've got um, some great stuff this year. We've got The Changing Times of Ike White. We've got Billy, um, the documentary, the UK premiere of the documentary about Billy Holiday. Oh, fabulous. I mean, there's just some class stuff in there. We've got a live event, romantic comedy with a live score. So there's lots of really great things. We've got a whole bunch of stuff at the Festival Club, which is like a little after club at the Blue Arrow. Oh, yeah. So we've got jazz on a summer's day. You have to go to the 80s night, don't you? I'm definitely going to the 80s. I'm DJing at the 80s. No, I'll be there. No, no. Blue Arrow, did you say jazz on a summer's day? Yes. Yeah, they've restored that. Um, So there's a new 4K restoration. So it just, it probably looks better than it looked when it first came out because it's just so kind of pin sharp now and this will be the first time that's been seen in the UK and we'll show you in GFT1 because we have a 4K laser projector that we installed last year we spent um, a 
thousands of pounds. <laughs> but that's what we it's have well to do. It's well worth it. It is well worth it. And it's a 4K restoration. Yeah. And then after that, the Blue uh, the blue Arrow, there's a jazz on Sunday afternoon. So people Fantastic. can do that and then pay their... And it's £5. Again, we're trying to make it as accessible to people uh, as possible. And then we've got White Riot showing and then we've got a Clash night at, at the Blue Arrow. Excellent. So we're just trying to make things more fun keep people, you know, with the festival. There's lots of things for people to do afterwards. And Sound Vision lends itself to that very naturally. Yeah, because I think over the last few years, I've noticed that increasingly you um, interact with the city, for want of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are, there are, you do put showings on in different places, um, different spaces as well. Talk a little bit about that. The pop-up stuff really came about because we had no room at GFT. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, ah, ah, this thing, but I'm like, giving people a different experience. And then also as well, I'm really keen because young people like that experiential mm-hmm. cinema. I have a lot of colleagues who shall remain unknown who don't actually like the fact that films are shown in odd spaces because right. they think it sullies the, the art form. I don't have that belief I because it does the opposite. Sometimes. I think it enhances it. Um, I'm not you know, involved in that bit very much, but the one time that we used um, the Necropolis to do um, The Passion of Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the cathedral? Yeah, was because it was in where it was, and it was quite cold and the stone and everything there, and obviously it's quite a stark film. Yeah. But it just, it was kind of goosebumpy moments of just the setting and the film. And I think that's what you get yes. from pop-up things. Yeah. That you, you know, you go see the cinema and it's a great film, yeah. but somehow in this building, in this atmosphere... I'm not sure anything will us doing the thing, it's no factor. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my finest pop-up moment because... And it was so logistically difficult because we had to install weird heaters because we had shown it from a, a digital print. We had to install a digital print at the top and it had to have heaters so that it didn't freeze. And... Uh, it was just all very, but it worked and it just sounded great because I, I was worried about the sound quality sometimes because sure, yeah. you know we have sounds all balanced and all sorts of things in the cinema but I thought oh god but actually the snow dampened the sound from the tin roof and so oh, it was right. perfect well, people are still recovering from hypothermia though, <laughs> but they were well warned yes, they were yes, well warned I mean and this year we wanted to list. take our retrospective theme about are you there uh, yet about the, the dystopian future because we're, like, we're slightly living in one at the moment yes. that was <laughs> we thought well, what can we do about it? Uh, the country as it is just now let's show a lot of films about how worse it can get yeah. um, so this year we're doing Neo Glasgow at the Arches and we're having a whole takeover weekend right. so we're working with Platform the food uh, yes. suppliers there we're working on their sourcing local food and um, we're having uh, working with the Science Centre about science fiction versus science fact so we're trying to, it's not educate people, but we're trying to say there's there's interesting things around this. But we're doing great films like Total Recall, Train to Busan. Yeah. Um, I'm slightly worried about Train to Busan because it feels like we're actually in the middle of some sort oh, of yes, uh, the, the yes, Chinese. Uh, yes. Ah, yeah, of course. I know. But, but the, it doesn't turn, hasn't turned people into zombies yet. So I know, probably. I know, but it's just, it, yeah, but these no. things have a resonance yes. in what we're doing now we're doing well, wall for families yeah. are there so we're making oh, yes. uh, we're using recycled cardboard to make your own robot you know and all those things and we're working around we're working with young climate activists around the day the earth caught fire a film from 1961 from which is amazingly prescient because I know. you're looking at it and it's like oh the earth spun off its axis and London and Brighton are sweltering in temperatures of 95 degrees we've never seen anything <laughs> like this 
which was what they were predicting in 1961. You're thinking, oh, that kind of... Was like know, last year. <laughs> that came true sort of thing. And, um, scarce resources everywhere, water's running out, um, there's flooding. There's, and you're like, that's kind of like... Somebody's read that and made it happen. <laughs> so we're showing the film, then we've got young climate activists afterwards staying in the cinema to talk to people, oh, see what wow. you can do. Because we have a duty of care, yeah. you know, to, to, to our audience, to the planet. So we're doing these things, but we're not trying to make it preachy. We're trying to make it, you know, it, these are these are great films, but if you want to learn something, you don't have to stay, yeah, sure. but there's the option to if you wish. But there's a, it's an additional thing that people have chosen that this is the film they want to see, yeah. and they're probably going to be interested in it anyway giving them just that bit more um, yeah. that sounds amazing the stuff in the arts I know and also one of the things that always does well is a secret location yeah. event people love that so this year um, we will be doing Steady. no I'm not saying we're the secret location <laughs> <laughs> it was the temptation <laughs> oh this year when we go to Bolognor yes Final Destination is the mm-hmm. film right Right, okay. So, <laughs> so all the audience might not make it to them. But you do, I mean, yeah, I mean you've seen <laughs> films as well, you know, or, or uh, you know, the people, they sit out, don't they? I mean, they're the ones that... Oh, yeah. Immediately going. So there's a, I love this idea of there's a real trust from your audience about what you do. And I think, from a personal point of view, when, when the programme comes out, a real excitement about what's going to be in it. You know, that whole idea of you get your pen and you go, tick, tick, <laughs> you know, and go through all of these things. Um, when you, what's I suppose what's the do you build on on what you're doing for next year? I mean, I guess you have to and think. I mean, it must be really difficult. Or I'm not thinking about that. I'm less concerned about numbers, actual numbers of people. I'm mm-hmm. more concerned about for me, and this is something that that I have to say, our, our funders are very, very, very good with us in this term. So I'm about quality of experience. Yeah. So it has to be quality experience. I can say I want more people. I want the screen average percentage to go up, so that each screening is more filled. So that's a great experience for the filmmaker. It's a great experience mm-hmm. for the audience. So I'd like to aim that every screening is seventy five percent full. That's quite a difficult ask. Or hundred. Or hundred. Let's go for a hundred. That's a difficult ask, but that's a, that's those are different statistics than rather just raw numbers, bumps and seats. And also bigger, bigger, bigger isn't always better, better, better. Sure, no, no. I mean, Which is why we need to interrogate it every year. I mean, <clears throat> Toronto, for instance, has got bigger and bigger and bigger. And to the point now that it's unwieldy and you can't, it kind of overwhelms you. Right. Like there's so many films and so many choices and so many events that you kind of get the programme and, and throw your hands in the air. Like, I don't know where yeah. to start or where to go or... I think I maybe you know yeah, maybe no, it's absolutely. got too much kind of thing. Well, so, I think yeah. the idea of having a, a central hub, which is the GFT, where yes, you get things branching off elsewhere, but people know they know the GFT, they yes. know what happens there. And there's a trust there as well. Yeah. is a really important thing. Um, well, I'd like to kind of finish up with memories of previous festivals. So we've done. We have no memories. <laughs> <laughs> but there must be highlights, you know, kind of moments where you go. I can't believe we just did. I mean, you mentioned the thing, you know, that yes, sounds incredible. Yes. Moments where you think, I can't believe we did that, or I can't believe we got away with it. I know. We had um, 20 feet from stardom here, I think the UK premiere of that, 
maybe the documentary so. about the backing the singers. Backing I don't know if you've seen it. No, don't think it's so. a fantastic film. It's oh, really yes, yes. Yeah, sort of and we had we had Claudia Lanier here, mm-hmm. and of course I was looking her up and before she arrived, and she was like this super hot, radical black woman who slept with Mick Jagger and David Bowie and was the inspiration behind Brown Sugar and first black woman to pose for Playboy and blah, blah, blah. And of course I was like, wow. And then this little old lady arrived. <laughs> and she had like three fleeces on. And I was like, hi. And she was so lovely. She was just the loveliest person. And she said, the weather's a bit different from Southern California. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then at the end of the film, she sang. Mm-hmm. And we had the Glasgow Gospel oh, Choir on. there as well. And they sang with her. And honestly, it was a magical moment. And we luckily captured it, and it's on our YouTube channel. And just watching it again recently, because um, 20 Feet From Stardom was on the TV, and I was like, oh, I've got to watch that bit again. That was just so magical. Mm -hmm. And another really nice night was when Gemma Arterton came up after Beast From The East. She fought her way here. She did, bless her. She is a trooper. I mean, the nice thing about that was it was the second time that she'd been at the festival. Right. Um, the first time was for Byzantium, That's the right. Neil Jordan thing. And the first time, it was like, there was a publicist, she needed someone for hair and makeup, um, blah, blah, blah. And when she came up the second time, it was like, oh, she's just coming up on her own. She just, she just catches the plane. It's just her. It's nobody else. And um, hair and makeup. No, she said she can do that herself. And you're just talking to her and you said, something's changed, you know, what, mm-hmm. um, and she started up a production company and she'd done a lot of theatre and she was, she was like, you know, it's strange, she said, actually, I just kind of feel I'm me now and I'm in control and I can do what I want and, you know, you start to think to yourself, I can do my own hair and makeup, yeah. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's so beautiful. I, I mean, I know, what so to, I know what to wear, I don't yeah. need somebody, yeah. you know, and I can, and I can do this and she said, this is the first time that I've come to a festival on my own. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't have a pal with me, I don't have a publicist, I don't have anything. And she said, I feel like I've kind of grown up. <laughs> and it's quite <laughs> nice that it's here. Yeah. And, you know, because I know it's going to be fine and the audience are going to be, you know, supportive and all that kind of stuff. And it's like. But if you create a festival that isn't them and us, it's all of us together, then people, I think, are more likely to, to feel yes, that way. Yes, I it. think so. I mean, Michael Palin was another one. He was a lovely last guest last yeah. year. He was really nice. Um, and uh, he was up for Final Ascent, the documentary yes. on Hamish McInnes. And so that went down really well. And he, I had walked him over to the CCA because he was meeting some friends for drinks, but he was coming back to do the Empire podcast for us. So I walked him over and we were chatting about Life of Brian and I said, well, actually, Life of Brian was banned in Glasgow mm-hmm. and I was the person who got it unbanned. And then he mentioned that in the podcast. He said, it was Alison here. And of course, I wasn't there. I was doing something else. And I was like, ah. So, but most, I would say, nearly all of the guests we have are really lovely yeah. because they understand what we're, we're doing here. They don't, they don't have that, you know, expectation that it's can on the client, for yeah. example. They have that expectation that they are here, they're here to talk about their work, they're here to talk about the film, they're here, it's not just that posing on the red carpet, then that's it. There is an expectation that they give back to the people who've paid their money for the ticket through the Q&A, and I have to say that most of them are really delighted about that. Um, and also you kind of think, well, if you know all, you take all that on board and you're coming to Glasgow in February, knowing what the weather might be like, <laughs> then you sound like you're a pretty good egg to begin with. So 
because you can usually sort out the kind of well they would need to be bringing a nanny and they would need mm-hmm. to have their personal trainer and you're just like that doesn't sound like our kind of guests yes. or our kind yes. of thing we're not that kind of festival and because um, I think we have we were asked once weren't we if there was a payment yeah for, and we're like no no we don't have <laughs> that kind of thing. And I think also as well, they, they, they really appreciate the, the, the audience and the questions they get asked. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that, that, that the audience really make the festival. Because when you have distributors up from London and they're sitting in the audience, they say, people kept talking to me. I said, did you get somebody's whole life story? And they went, yeah, practically. Yeah. And people, but, people ask questions. Because yes. sometimes you're at festivals and there's a Q&A. Go and on. it's like, and I'm sure people will want to ask things. And you just look out the sea of faces. <laughs> And you're like, I've cheered the Why did you all stay when you want to ask something? And that's rarely an issue here. People mm. are usually, you know, hands are up and they've got things they want to know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there will be people, um, you know, making film now that um, will have been inspired. Any festival that's gone for the length of time the Glasgow Film Festival had will have been inspired by coming to the festival. Well, that point you made earlier about local filmmakers, yeah. which I'm not sure we, we address, we're yeah. very, very keen to support local filmmakers. We have a section called Local Heroes, yeah. which is UK and Scottish um, directors, and that really is um, showing our support for great films that are made in the UK. And actually, you know, we do need to do that. We need to nurture these talents. Martin Scorsese said, "You can't make a great film without watching great films." Yeah. So if yeah. you want to be a filmmaker, you Do should be here Martin. every single day during the festival. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, supportive in terms of um, wanting to show as much local work as possible, but still meeting your quality Multi- threshold. threshold. Um, but also just on the you know the nuts and bolts of things of actually sharing box office or making contributions. You know we're not we're not exploiting people by saying oh you know you're so lucky to have your film. Here. No no no. We are. You know, yeah we have a we have a policy that we either pay a screening fee or pay for the filmmakers to come over and that's for films that are submitted for example or we pay um, and we pay our distributors as well. That's very unusual. Festivals don't usually pay. Oh, but we want to put the money back into the economy. Yeah. Um, and make sure that people feel that that you know. And we're a not-for-profit making educational charity, so that, that really is important to us. And well. I think this year as well, I mean, there's a number of Scottish filmmakers where it's either their second, third time in the festival. I mean, and there are some very good work from um, Scottish directors this year. Um, Scott Graham is back with Run. Oh, yes. Peter Mackie Burns, who made Daphne. Yes, he from Rialto. Um, and he seems to be going from strength to strength because yeah. it's like two years between feature films which that is was, yeah, pretty un- yeah. unusual in, mm-hmm. in British cinema these days and Flint which is yes. a, a world premiere as Anthony Baxter oh, who's, right. who's probably best known for the Trump documentary yeah that's made. right um, it's just you know Flint Michigan is where they, they did sort of cost cutting things with the local water supply that has gone on for like the last six years and it's just a kind of staggering look at how a relatively powerless community is just not considered important in terms of just clean drinking water. Yeah. Um, and you're thinking, this is one of the richest countries in the world. And there are people, because they're poor working class people, that don't count um, and are um, buying bottled water because the stuff coming out of their tap is, is not good for them, yeah. it's undrinkable. Um, so he's followed that over uh, six years, and it's an amazing story of you know, heroes and villains and shifting perceptions yeah. of things. Um, and 
that's that's sort of our premium. So yeah, there's lots and our ladies, Michael Kate Jones. Fantastic. Um, I think I'm we'll be very keenly waiting for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no longer called the Sopranos. Yeah, well <laughs> obviously. Of course, I didn't even think. Yeah. Yeah, the Alan Wong would be great. Yeah, well Michael's been here before with yeah. his last film, so you know it's nice to have him it, back. It's so interesting because I came in with the idea that you had to think about splitting it locally and, and internationally, and actually what you've been saying is there's often a real blend for that yes. our local filmmakers that are making international films. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we want. We want we want our, our, our Scottish filmmakers to make films that are relevant to our local audience audience but relevant to an international audience as well it's really important and to come back here with the the lovely Lynn Ramsey yes I mean she's been here at GFT and GFF lots of times yeah Yeah. I mean she came here for we need to talk about Kevin I think and um, then she came back with yeah so that's nice but and the reason they come back and the reason that we've got these relationships is because they understand that GFT that runs yes. the festival yeah. is a not-for-profit making educational yeah. charity all the money we get here you know we don't pay huge salaries we sure. have a differential we pay the living wage these things are really important to us that we're putting the money back in so we're buying the new equipment we're an old building we'll refurbish the building but we've got brand new cutting-edge technology you know, all those things. We're making sure that we're looking after those younger people, the 15 to 25. We have a youth board. We have young selectors at this year's festival who are looking at the programme saying, this is for us, this is what we want. They're championing it. They're doing a takeover of the social media. We're allowing different voices into the, the, the programme and the organisation. That is really crucial. Yeah. That makes us different because quite a lot of other festivals are very my festival, my artistic yeah. vision. That is not how we operate here. And filmmakers understand that. Well, the, the other kind of lovely thing as well is the number of Scots who come here who are now very eminent globally. And it's like, oh, when I was a student, I used to come to GFT yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like David Tennant's, yeah. I remember coming to see Reservoir Dogs here. And to think <laughs> that now I'm in GFT1 that's filled with people coming to see, see my, my film. film. Lynn Ramsey saw films here, and Karen Gillan saw films sure. here, and it's it, there's something um, very emotional in the connections that they feel to GFT, and then you know twenty years later, you know you're filling the cinema coming to see one of your films. And that's what I always think. Although it's Glasgow Film Festival and it's on for a period of time, actually it's just an extension of what GFT does it's, for the film. It's like right? that. It's yeah. our ta-da moment yeah. <laughs> because that's the same because. Even the strands have morphed from the festival into the GFT. So we do Cinemasters. So, for example, in February, our Cinemaster is Celine Shiama, who's bringing out Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So we use these strands and, and then we try and... And Sound and Vision. Sound and Vision. We have Crossing the Line all year round as well, the artist film and um, experimental work. So we try to put them into GFT year round so that it's not just like, here it is, so yeah. we we want that continuity yeah. for the audience, and then we could build up their um, uh, tastes, for example, around things that may be more unaccessible yeah. instantly when you look at it, and it may be more inaccessible. But then once once you've digested it, then it's the sort of thing yeah, that you really like, want to see. Hopefully, they'll go and see a whole bunch of Icelandic films this year, which are all entertaining, accessible, dealing with interesting issues, and then you know it comes to. October or something like that, and you think, 
actually, I enjoyed those. I, I might go and see, yeah. you know, something else in yeah. the screening this month. I might try this Finnish film that's yeah. turning up, or I might, I might go and see Parasite. I hear it's foreign language, but I've seen some really good foreign language films at the festival, so I'll go and see something. And that's, what, that's, what's, that's what, what the festival's there for. It's to, to give people, you know, a window on the world, all these great films from, I think we've got over 50 countries represented. Yeah. And to me, the world feels like it's getting a little bit narrow and right. sad. And I want it to be open and happy. I want people to come and see things. I want them to understand other people. I want them to walk in their shoes. That's the only way you have compassion and kindness. Yes. And for me, that's a really important ethos. Well, I think that's Come it. to the festival. A festival. <laughs> it's your <laughs> civic duty. Just, <laughs> your festival needs you. Exactly. But a film festival any film festival particularly this one I think shows the best of the world it shows the best you know the, the happy the sad you know the political the, yes. the funny but it shows the best of the world because that's what people when they make these films that's what they're doing that's the perfect place to finish so thank you so much for thank you very much. thank you and we'll be back soon with somebody completely different cheers mm-hmm.